kind of messed that one up, didn't you? <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to When a Gay Girl Meets a Trans Girl. I am the gay girl, Holly, and I'm here with my co-host slash spouse slash with. Slash trans girl. <laughs> right? Yes. Brooklyn. I'm Brooklyn. Hi, Holly. How have you been this last week? It's We didn't record on a normal day this week, and... Um, we actually, there was a reason for that. We have a brand new system set up in our studio right now. We got a new mics, we have a new soundboard, and we have a, kind of a lot going on in our studio now. Will this thing pick up on me breathing? I, I don't know. <sighs> I, maybe if you do it like that, sure. <laughs> All right, so now that that's out of the water. Um, what, what's in the water? What was in the water? I don't know. Our that secrets me. and lies. There's, there's stuff in the water, and now I'm, I'm kind of confused. But I'm really impressed with her. Like, this is stuff that I don't really dive into at all, but, like, she did some classes in college, and she's got a little soundboard, and she's all spiffy with it and everything. She did a really good job. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've always wanted to do this, starting a podcast, and... Um, I always thought like having a, a friend or a best friend to start it with and um, talk about things that we have in common or talk about the things in our lives that were important. Um, that was always something that I was always interested in. I'm drinking one. I'm not a big energy drinker anymore. I used to be. But those changing past- the subject, by the way. Sorry. No. I'm like, my heart is just going like, because I'm drinking like a C4 and my, my lips are burning and a little bit of TMI, but my my bottom hole is kind of burning for some reason. What? I know. I don't understand. It's just going right through you, landing at your I bottom hole? I guess. It's wow. like burnt, like the back end, obviously, but it, I don't understand what's going on. Are, but... are we talking about your... your... Number two hole, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. For me, it's a exit only, by the way. Okay. The exit way is... Anyway, TMI, but... Way too finished. TMI. You got, you got people around the world finding out that, that your little uh, butthole's burning. <laughs> Isn't that something? God. My favorite energy drink has always been the Mountain Dew energy drinks. I'm, I've never, I never used to drink the oh, Mountain Dew energy. And this drinks. is not sponsored or an ad or anything. We're just sharing with you. Yeah, no, no. Um, but I like the strawberry uh, melon. Those are my favorites. Yeah, I used to like them, but I kind of, I don't know. I haven't been feeling drinking energy drinks lately. Uh, what's the other one that I've been drinking a lot of lately? Rockstar. Um, yeah, the the, the red and white one. Oh, yeah. It's the Fruit Punch, I believe. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one's pretty good. That is a good one. Um, but, those, uh, yeah. Those are pretty nice. Um, got to keep our energy going, though. we got busy lives. That's what happens when you yeah. got uh, a family and then, like, kiddos and then you got full-time jobs and then school on top of that and then a podcast. And Yeah, I start school back up on Tuesday. I've got, I just got one of my one-month classes done. I've got two more one-month classes and five 16-week classes. That'll be my last semester and then I get my degree. Mm-hmm. And I have another math class this semester, so it's gonna, it's gonna and where be are you challenging. Graduating from? Oklahoma State University. I always wanted to go there ever since I was a kid because they were the underdogs to OU and I always root for the underdog. 
I went to um, uh, Butler Community College, and then I have done some stuff through Fort Hayes State, got a degree through them, and I am looking to go back to Wichita State University. Um, I've actually enrolled, and then I didn't end up going back last semester like I wanted to. A lot of things going on, but um, on top of a new relationship, but that's something that I want to get done. I'm kind of nervous about the, what's it called? Math. Math classes. Oh, yeah. She has to take one that I just got done doing. (laughs) Oh, it was bad. I just, I cannot do math. It's all like, my mind, the way it works is is it it wants to know why I'm doing something. And math is kind of like, you just do it. You don't need to know why. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. No, it's not. It's not fun at all. And I'm not looking forward to it, but I do want to get through it. I want to be able to increase my knowledge because I actually like to go to school. I like to learn. I like writing papers. Yeah, I like writing. My last class, we didn't do exams. We just wrote a few page papers and it's great. So much easier. Yeah. So what do we have on the schedule for today, Holly? Today we had... Um, we're going to talk about Brooklyn, and Yay, she me. yeah, she is actually post-op from male-to-female sex reassignment surgery. Which means I am no longer transgender. I am transsexual. We've talked about that a few times. She's so happy to learn that. I'm transsexual. Um, um, but she had it done, I believe it was August 25th of 2021, so she's quite a bit over the one-year mark. Yes. And the reassignment surgery is basically, well, I googled it just so we could tell you the actual thing. The testicles are removed, and that's an orchiectomy, which a lot of trans girls get that done. Just, I don't know, a lot of them get that done, too, without actually getting the vagina, but... There's a, okay, so there's a few different ways they can do this. Um, I know that doing my research before all this started some girls just get the uh testicles removed and they just have the penis yeah and then there are some girls that get the penis removed and then it's just the vagina but there's not the um vaginal canal Mm. where you can have intercourse um and then there are some that actually have all of it they have the canal and the clitoris Why'd you say that word? Clitoris. I don't know. They can have the clitoris. And that's what I got. I got the final. I got it all. So it looks very, I think. I mean, Holly. It looks pretty. Yeah, it looks good. pretty real. Um, It does look good. But so they take the skin from the scrotum. And on this one that she did. And they use that to make the labia. And then the erectile tissue of the penis is used to make the neoclitoris. The urethra is preserved and functional, which is how she goes pee. But I, I think the testicles made up your the lips too, right? The vaginal lips? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. That's what gives them their really, they're soft. The outside lips, they have a really soft feel to them. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the scientific thing. Um, 
tell us, well, I guess tell us your end of it. Like, we know how it was done, but she was definitely in a lot of pain. And the recovery was... Why don't, tell your story. Tell my story, okay. Um, this is going to go back years. Um, the the trans, the surgery story. It, everything, yeah. Um, oh. It, yeah, it goes back. I mean, if I start at the very beginning, which is where you want me to start. I thought we would just talk about, like, after the surgery, but what are you wanting to talk about? I just thought I'd just let you know, like, how it all... Oh, the whole procedure? Like, yeah. Like, oh, like going to therapy for a year and... Yeah, you know, yeah. it. You know, when I did my research, I actually researched um, someone in New York initially. And I was originally going to start up a... do an appointment there. And... It was a famous doctor that I can't remember the name of them, but I was recommended to them by someone else. And um, I noticed that there were a few other people that have done it that were, I guess, famous on YouTube, famous transgender girls. And I was like, okay, you know, I want to really go through this doctor. And when I started to do get dates and stuff, I was looking at something that was easily three or four years out. And I was like, oof, that's a lot. And I was like, you know, how are there no other doctors around the United States that are as good as them? And as I started to do more research, that person was popular, probably due to the fact that other people had had theirs done by her and spread the word. And that's how she became popular. So um, I started to do some research and found out that there's actually a doctor in Kansas City, which is only two hours from where I lived. And that doctor is Dr. Meredith Gray. And let and me stop you right there. Dr. Gray was the nicest doctor slash surgeon you will ever meet. And the nurses, they all loved her. They yes, all said she yes. was the sweetest lady. She really was. After the procedure, I waited there for hours. She came in, pulled me. They pulled you into a private room. And she came up to me and she was like, is there anything you want to know? She told me everything. And then she's like, are you sure? Do you have any more questions? Like she was so sweet. She really was like through the whole process. She was amazing. And there were other doctors involved too. Yes. Um, it, it's not just her, but it is her initial. Yeah. Um, For some reason it's procedure. like her rodeo. Like we yeah. didn't really get to talk to all the other ones. There's a the plastic surgeon, the one that does the canal, the one that does the, Splitting open. Uh, yeah, there, I think there were three. There's there's three different surgeons that were involved in it, and we did get to briefly talk to all three of them. But we did. Yes, we did. I think you did that. No, no, you oh. walked in there with me, and we actually sat with a male doctor. Remember? You oh, walked, yeah. Showed us, um, pictures. Yeah. On the, I forgot yeah. about him. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. as nice as her. He's <laughs> still good, but she stood out. Yes, yes. So we actually talked to him, and there was somebody else that was in right before him oh. in the same office. Oh. Wow, see, she doesn't even remember all this. I just but, remember the nice one. Yeah. And they're great, too, but if you get it done with her, she did a really good job. They all three did a great job, and she will make you just feel she kind of hypnotizes you into doing it. It's kind of creepy. I swear to God I was not hypnotized. I wanted to do it all by myself. <laughs> God. She sounds like Rose from World War Two, like the Japanese camps where she talks all sweet while trying not to like while torturing you. It's okay. <laughs> uh, no, she was awesome. She just um, I called them up and they were like, oh, she has something about a year out. And I was like, oh, perfect. And they were like, here's the thing. You're not going to be able to get this done anyway unless you go through everything, which is going to take about a year. 
So I had to go through and... Go to therapy for like a year? Yeah, I had to go through and go to therapy and I actually spoke to a couple of different therapists and we discussed why we wanted to have this done, what the point was, how maybe I would feel after the fact. And then they discussed like the possibility of having kids. They were like, hey, if you... We recommend you saving your sperm before we do anything. And at the time when I started this, I hadn't met Holly and I was like, you know, I already have four kiddos. I'm, I think I'm done. I'm not going to have any more children. So I'm good. And, um, so I, at that point decided, you know, I'm just going to go forward with it. I'm not going to save my sperm. Life has given me the children that I need. And, I started to move forward. I did all my therapy. I did everything that needed to be done. And then I ended up, um, a lot of it ended up changing because I was supposed to have it done. When did the procedure get done? That was 2020? No. 2021. Yes. So this was originally supposed to be done at the end of 2020. It was like November of 20. And then it got pushed. It was supposed to be February of 21. Yes, that too. Yeah. No, it was originally supposed to be November. Oh. And as we started to get closer, we started to get to about August, September. They were like, hey, we have issues with um, the scheduling for whatever reason. They couldn't schedule me on time and or get me in for whatever reason. And they were like, we're going to push you back to February. And then I ended up getting closer and closer. And then I, about a month before, ended up having... Was it COVID? I got sick beforehand. And they were like, listen, we're not going to be able to do it since you just recently had COVID. And they scheduled it for, um, was it, it was September? August. August 25th. Because they pushed it back again. Remember, she ended up being out of town. Because as we got closer, she wanted to, they wanted to push it back to the week before, a few days before Thanksgiving. And I was like, I can't do that. I have a job that I need to be at for the holiday season. Yeah. And so they ended up pushing it back two or three weeks. And that happened to be just like right around our wedding. And we were like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And we decided we're just going to make it work. We're going to deal with it. So I got married two weeks after a surgery that I was having problems dancing and you know, I made it work. It, it it didn't hurt until after hours of doing it. Yeah. Fortunately, she did a lot of the cleanup. But um, no, that was that was pretty much the timeline of it all. But you know, we went in and they said that they wanted me to bring the pictures in, and they're like, "Hey, bring pictures. Let us know what you want." So I actually went and printed off about three or four different pictures of of vaginas. And kind of spread eagle, just their legs open, and they were just like, you know, how I wanted the inside of the area to look and around the outside. And um, I basically got to pick what my vagina looked like. Yeah. I remember when we went in, they showed us the, that's when we met, met the male doctors. They showed us the horrifying binder, they showed us all the mess up ones. I don't think they were considered mess-ups. I think that's just because um, what one of the doctors said was, don't look at this and think this is what you're going to get. This is what they asked for. Because 
one of the nurses came in after we were looking at the pictures and she said Our that. faces looked horrified. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they were like, a lot of the transgender girls say they come in and want it to all hang out. I remember them specifically saying that to me. And I was like, what if I don't want it all to hang out like this? And she's like, we can do what you want. You just tell us. And I didn't see, out of probably 30 pictures, we didn't see a single one that looked like... Not a sloppy bologna sandwich. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was the crazy thing. It just, the stuff was everywhere. And I was like, oh my god, it looked like it had been gone through a grinder. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe they did that. It was creepy. But my pictures... My pictures are going to hopefully make people see that they do an amazing job and they can do all kinds of variety, everything from a huge sloppy baloney mess to a perfect vagina, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nicely tucked in. Nicely tucked in and beautiful lips and a little clitoris and it just looked all perfect. You know you say that weird, right? Clitoris. It sounds like you're saying Taurus like the Pokemon. What? How, how, how are you supposed to say it? Clitoris. Clitoris. No. <laughs> it's like she's casting Cl a spell. Clitoris. <laughs> Clitoriosa. <laughs> Clitoriosa. Clitoris. Clitoris. You just see one start floating above. <laughs> goodness that's ridiculous i swear to god she's not been drinking this is just her humor <clears throat> anyway so so you were you had the procedure we went up to kc kansas yes. city yes we went to ku yes it was a maze um i got a lot of good walking in we got there late, too, because we got there on time. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, you're in the wrong building. And we had to, like, walk around the corner and, like, try to find the right area. And it was kind of a... She... So, we went in, and then I went... It was kind of weird how it worked. She went back for surgery. They make sure they do, like, a drug test on you, make sure you weren't smoking or doing any drugs... And then they do and the I surgery. Passed. I passed. Yeah. If you don't pass, if you've had a, any cigarettes or anything, you are not allowed to do it. Um, but she went back there, did that, and then she was cleared. So then they took her away from surgery. I went into like this waiting room thing. Kind of looked like, almost like a bus station. It was weird. All the nurses were... They had like clipboards and then there was like a TV monitor and it kind of actually looked like an airport. It had my name on it, right? Yeah, I think it had like an ID number attached to you, not your name. Um, they had like numbers attached and, I, and they gave me your number and then it would tell me like, you're in surgery, you're in this part of the surgery, you're in post-op, you're in recovery. I was there for hours while they did that and then... They move you from one room to the long-term surgery room, waiting room. And so I got moved over to that one. And then they'd come with updates. And they, like, every two hours, they'd be like, oh, she's doing fine. She's still doing this. And so I got a lot of homework done during it. And then at the very end of it, they call you into, a, like, a little closet. It was like a closet. 
and they privately tell you how everything went and then they walked me out and I saw them wheeling away little Brooklyn she was out of it and then we got to her room and she pretty much was out of it for an entire day it was took her all night and then the next day she was pretty out of it the whole time I briefly remember being woken up like they woke her up a lot to check on her and clean yeah I had a catheter Ugh. and I remember that pressure being up inside of my groin and I always had this feeling as if I had to pee all the time but you couldn't pee it was a very horrible feeling I mean, if you could imagine, it's kind of like a dream. You know, you have those dreams where you always feel like you have to pee in your dream because you really have to outside of your dream. And then in your dream, you go use the restroom and you pee. But then when you're done, you're like, I still have to pee. What's going on? And you just don't understand it. That's how it felt. And I remember just kind of being in a very odd state for the first so many hours. And kind of coming in and out of it, because I remember falling back asleep and waking back up, falling back asleep, waking back up. And it was, what, maybe an hour at a time that I'd sleep? I think it was more than an hour. She slept a lot. Yeah? Yeah, it wasn't until, how long were we there? Like three days? Yeah, I think so. Two or three days. Yeah, you're not there for an incredibly long time. Like you used to be. They found that getting you out and back into your house actually helps you heal faster. Um, She could hardly walk. They wheeled her in a wheelchair. And then we got her home. She was in a lot of pain trying to walk up the stairs. Yes, I remember that. She pretty much was bed bound for... Well, how long was it? God, it was, it was a solid, like... So I was supposed to stay in bed for three weeks, and it ended up being two weeks before I got out. So I kind of I didn't I didn't stay in bed for the full three weeks because we got we were getting married. But after the wedding, I went right back to the bed and I stayed in there for a solid few weeks. Yeah. And then she had to carry around the catheter bag the whole time. Not the whole time. It was um. They, after about three weeks, no, no, because by the time we got married, by the time we got married, the catheter bag was out. Yeah. It was only in me for about a, about a week. And after the week, we went back up in there. They removed the catheter bag. Yeah. And then we went back home for a couple of weeks. We went back up there again. And then they removed the, um. The gate, the gate, the gate. Oh, the gauze. Gauze. The gauze out of the inside of my. Um, um, what is the area called? Your canal? The vaginal canal? Out of the vaginal canal? Yeah. They ended up removing it out of there, but <laughs> I remember laying there and they put me on this bed and I, there were like some stirrups where my feet Oh went. God, yeah, I felt so bad for her. They had like this girl that didn't she know what new. she was doing. She had never yeah. done it before and I, I happened to be the guinea pig for them. Ugh. And... She was like, they were like, okay, we're just going to pull this out. And I was like, oh, okay. And if you can imagine gauze being shoved up into a hole, into a vagina hole, but this thing has been cut and 
you know, bloody and it's been, it's getting scabby in there from all the blood and, you know, the gauze is like stuck up inside of there, stuck really good. Like, the, the one thing you don't want to do is yank it. And I tell you what, that nurse that they had training with her, she ripped it out of me. And I remember her taking like one little tough of it. She pulled it just slightly and I remember it being so painful. And then when she got the little tough, then she went and like went and just like yanked it out really hard. And she pulled it out a solid two feet. And I felt the blood rush to my head. I felt like I was getting ready to pass out. I remember Holly saying that I looked white as a ghost. I flipped my hands out and reached for her. And the doctor jumped up and she was like, stop, stop, stop. (laughs) And Yeah, she made her leave and she took over. She was like, I'm so sorry. I should have, like, told her what to do a little bit more. But she was, like, slow. But as she was pulling it out, you know, you could feel... It almost felt like the insides of your... Of the vagina was ripping. And it was the sharp... It was such a sharp pain that... Every second she was pulling... It made it feel like I was in the worst pain I've ever been in. It was horrible. It was... It was... Probably the worst pain I'd ever been in my life at that point. It was bad. Yeah. And then she ended up giving... This was not the same day, was it? We went back for the the little gauges. Uh, I I don't remember. It was either that time or the next time when she got the packet for her... They're not actually gauges. They are... That's the analogy that I created, that she has since been... They're dilators. Dilators, yes. They basically look like dildos, and they come in different sizes. Yes, there's five different sizes, and I still have yet to get up to the biggest size. It is just that hard. It's big for normal standards. But it really is big. I don't know that an actual penis would be that large. Not normal ones, no. Um, but I've gotten up to the size right before it, and I've even taken it down a step backwards one because it is just more comfortable. Um, although I would like to work my way back up eventually and, like, maybe get to where I need to do that again. Um, but I, I had to gauge every night, or every day, twice a day, for 15 minutes. And if I was sitting watching a movie, you know, I'd let it sit inside of me for 30, 45 minutes sometimes. Um, and then it got to be after the first year, you were able to gauge once every other day or once every two days. And I've let it go for a few days longer than that, but it's not recommended because it does get painful if you start to let it um, get tighter. You don't want it to do that. You don't want it to tighten up. And she has to do this for the rest of her life. At some point, it'll get to doing it once a week, maybe once every two weeks, depending on your body. But this isn't something that you stop doing. Like, the doctors have said they've seen girls go in and they didn't do it at all. And then the hole became like a pen size. Yeah. Because it is technically an open wound. That's what it is. And it's just wanting to heal. 
got a hill with it in place, so it's large. Um, it's nice, though, you know, before I was taking, um, I was like, I forget the name of the medicine, spironolactane or spiro... It was an anti-testosterone, but now that my testicles are gone, I don't have to take that anymore. And I still have to take estrogen for the rest of my life, too. So these are things that I ended up giving up a freedom of not having to take medicine every day or not gauging every day to be able to look and feel more feminine. Um, and then you won't have to dilate as much either if you are with a male that has, you know, obviously a penis and you guys have sex often enough. You don't have to worry about it. Or a female and they like toys. That's true. You know, they you get somebody that does like a strap on or something that will help keep your um, the vaginal area open and you don't have to worry about gauging as much. Yeah. So I know a lot of people are curious. Do you still orgasm? Does like does it still feel the same? Um, you know, quite honestly, I do orgasm. Um, which, you know, wink, wink. <laughs> um, it, it feels different. It, there's a completely different feel. I feel like the orgasm comes from a different area. I think as a male, when you orgasm, you typically have it come from your testicles. You feel as you're having the orgasm, you feel it go through the testicles I think as a male and which is pleasurable and then you know as you do this I feel like your whole body orgasms like it goes through your body instead of your testicles and then another interesting fact is I feel like you can orgasm longer without the testicles now like before it's like when you're when the testicles are done doing what they do um which is pushing the sperm out of your body um you're done you as a male are done you don't need it anymore you don't need to continue your orgasm is done um but getting off like this it continues to go on. Like I can have an orgasm for a solid minute. And I don't know that that's something that you typically can do or most girls can typically do. So I don't know if it's just really a different thing that trans girls can do. No, I don't know it's if the same. It is the same. But you can just keep going and going and going. And it feels great. Do you still grow? Well, I mean, I know this, but... You don't grow as much hair down there, right? Well, no, and that's something that's part of the procedure beforehand. You have to have months worth of laser treatment down below and make sure that you you don't have hair follicles growing. So, no, I don't have as much hair. I have a little bit, you know, above the vagina that still grows, but it's not very much, and it's definitely a lot more manageable than it was before I had the laser surgery. So, but they do require that because there are parts of your insides that 
would naturally appear. And they don't want that to happen. Yeah, so if you don't like being bald, you might need to reconsider. Well, you can... They actually have, like, a map on above your vagina where they know what skin they're going to be using. So they can tell you what parts you don't need to get done if you like oh. to be a little more, you know, butchier down there. Butchier. Yeah. Oh, bushier. Bushier. Oh. Sorry. Bushier. <laughs> I was like, what? You're a butch. You got a little hair down there. <laughs> you budgy girl. <laughs> Bushy. Butch. Bushy. Gosh, I, I don't know if I can, if I'm not talking right or whatever. Bushy butch. Bushy butch. Um, but any questions or does that cover everything you think? Um, and you guys are welcome to ask questions. If you guys have any questions, get on our Facebook and, you know, drop us a line. And we'd love to answer any questions you got. She needs panty liners after the surgery. I know she needed them forever. I felt like I knew what it was like to have a period to some extent because I bled like crazy and i still do sometimes when i gauge yeah if i gauge and it's been more than a couple of days and i'm sticking that thing up inside of me it will um i will have blood for a solid day sometimes not as much sometimes as spotty but yeah yeah it's worth it it's all worth it for me and you got to make sure you know what you're doing because this is not this is not reversible this is permanent this is forever. Um, and definitely, if you don't have kids or... You know, I even recommend you just saving your sperm regardless. You never know who you're going to meet. It's How like much me. does it cost to do that? A lot. Well, I don't... give them an estimate just in case they want to. Oh, God. I don't, I don't know the estimate. It, it's based off of, like, your insurance, I think. Oh, to store it? Uh, to store it, we were looking at $400 a year. Yeah. To store my sperm. Um, initially, this was not something that I was going to go through. And if I would have had my procedure when I planned to do it, I would never have had any sperm saved. But then I met Holly right as it was getting ready to happen. <laughs> and she was like, I might want to have a kid with you. And I'm like, oh. I don't know. She was the one that said that first. And then I was like, yeah, maybe me too. Yes. I did think that, you know, I wouldn't mind having a kid with her. Because I'm adorable to her. Hmm. So we talked about it, and then we talked to them about it, and they were like, yeah, we can save your sperm. Um, It was too late to actually do anything with my sperm. Oh, they were immature. They didn't have the little flagella. They weren't little swimmers. So I couldn't just... We couldn't do the cheap... Yeah, we couldn't do the cheap method of using a turkey... Pardon that, but using a turkey baser, which would have saved us thousands of dollars, we have to do the IVF procedure, like the full-blown take eggs out and everything, which we can go over that in another segment. I will share my story on uh, all of that, because that's another common thing for the gay and trans society is IVF. Yep. That's another procedure. But they ended up when they... um... When I went in for my procedure, I signed something and had them take my testicles and they cut them open and they actually removed as much sperm as they could. And then the second day that I was in the hospital, 
that doctor came in, he was like, hey, um, I expected them to say they didn't have any. Yeah. Because I, I just did not think that they did. They said that there's a lot of girls that go in and don't have any because they were on estrogen for so long. Or their numbers are so low that it is not possible to get anything. Yeah. But they had 10 vials of sperm. Now, we'll go in more detail on that, but 10 vials is a really good amount. But in the long run, they used how many? Four vials? I think they said two to three. I thought they used four this time. They, maybe they did. They I, have to use quite a bit of them to get actually do. good sperm for the IVF procedure. So if somehow we were not able to get through it, then we only have a few more chances. Yeah. Yep. So you might think about that. The estrogen that you're taking is eating away at your sperm. And I know you know all about infertility. Da da da. But... If you have any shadow of doubt in your mind before the estrogen totally kills your sperm, you might want to store some. Well, I had been on estrogen for about, oh God, about three years. And then I got off of it for a solid almost year. Yeah. And I think that that was what my saving grace was with the sperm. Now that's not working for everybody. There's not enough studies into this. Some scientists say you'll never get your sperm back. Some say that it's promising after so much time you will. It, there's not enough facts to be able to say if you go off of it for this much time that your numbers will come back. I remember we looked all over for that. Yeah, we did a lot of research because we were really worried that it was going to be... We weren't going to have enough. We were just worried that that was the end of it for us. Yeah. So you could be lucky and get your numbers back up if you quit it or unlucky and not have anything ever come back again and god that was awful because we i were scared there well for me you know i started having hair regrow in areas where you know i never even had it before and oh, god. it was like re-going through puberty and when she quit the estrogen yes and it was so you know it's a mind game don't you know but <sighs> you know what here's the thing again I know it sucks, and I know even a few weeks, a few months, you know, half a year, you really start to go crazy off of it. But it's for something as important as your child, if that's what you think you want one day. So it will be worth it. Just get through, and then it can always be reversed again. Yeah, that's the good part of that. You get back on that estrogen, you can go right back to where you were. So. Even the hair? Yeah, because, like... It might be gross. I'm not a hair person, so I think it's gross. I don't like um, hair on the body either. It's yeah. gross. Yeah. Um, so we know some of you like your mate to be furry, but we're not a no. No, no. Um, her back was getting patches of hair. Super gross. Not anymore. And her chest was getting hair, and her tummy was getting hair. Like, she was turning into, like, a 40-year-old man. It was so gross. It's so gross. But she kept shaving it, like, every day, so it made it better. Um, but now it's, it is actually all gone. Like, it was, I, we were kind of worried it was going to be there forever. Like, she was going to be a furry little Chewbacca. But <laughs> no. she's not a little Chewbacca anymore. She was worried I knew it was going to go away. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh... Well, if you don't have any other questions, I think that is probably it. For the trans stuff. And then we got the gay gaming. What do you have on gay gaming? Do you have any games? Um, well, see, I was going to do a gay game, 
but I've been playing Diablo Immortal, and I love Diablo. By the way, Diablo 4 coming out this year. They announced it like a few days ago. Super excited. Um, Super excited. Brooklyn does not play ARPGs, so no, no, no. anybody wants to play ARPG with me, I will be getting it on Xbox or possibly PC. I do love my PC. Um, I might actually do PC because I don't want to pay for Game Pass this time, and I can just use a controller on it. Anyway, um, now, how does this time to go gaming? Um, it does. It's being this Diablo Immortal. Yes, it's pay to win. It's on the phone. I actually left a bad review for them because of the pay to win. I was like, you guys really did not need a pay to win game. You could have just charged for cosmetics and still made a killing because one, you're Blizzard. Two, you're Diablo. Like, my god. Anyway, um, the part that ties into gaming is they're very inclusive. The uh, Charcy, the blacksmith, I thought she was a guy for a little bit for like a few seconds and then of course she talks and you're like oh that's a girl because she's got super butchy hair and blacksmith muscles and everything and I'm like Whoa. um and then so that's one I like seeing inclusiveness and then the armor so if you guys know what Viva La Dirt League is if you don't know what it is and you're a gamer you need to watch them they're hilarious um I love them they had a certain skit where this guy just got a really cool chess piece armor from this NPC because he completed this quest. He was like, yeah, this looks so awesome. And then the girl goes up and then he gives her a bikini bra. And she's like, what am I supposed to do with this? And then she's like, and then the guy dropped that armor that he just got because he was like, oh, what's this trash? It's not strong. And then she runs over to try to pick it up and she's like, oh, that looks so cool. And then she wants to put it on and it won't let her. And then she's like, this isn't armor. Like, how am I supposed to protect myself? Like, what is this? And she eventually drops it. And I think the guy is all like, ooh. Um, but Diablo is just like that, except they actually give the females good armor. They're not stuck in that, like, skimpy outfit that is obviously not battle ready. Like, I'm playing as a crusader, and she's got full-blown armor, and a nice big shield, and a huge sword. Like, I love it. Um, but then they do have some prettier outfits, in case you want to be a little prettier. Um, they, I was looking, the mages, some of them have got, like, tight pants. Nothing is too revealing, though, which I'm very modest. I don't like to be flinging my body everywhere and everything. Um... So I kind of like that everybody's not going for the whole sex sells thing. That's what I'm, I'm against sex sells. Like, it's the lowest form to me of getting fans. Um, but... That's the yeah. way to do it, though. That's how a lot of them work. But they're lowering their standards, and I am a woman of principle. Anyway, I see so, Brooklyn's got an article up. Well, I was just, I was looking to see if there are any... Oh, um, that, that's Diablo 3, though, not yes. Immortal. Not what? I'm talking about Diablo Immortal. Diablo 3 is... I think it came out in 2016 or something. Oh. Well, no, this article... I mean, I was just kind of reading to see if there were any characters that were 
um, considered gay or trans or anything like that in any of the Diablos. There's a few people that have, like, suggested over the years. Her article is from Diablo 3, though, just to clarify. So it's a handful of years old compared to Immortal, which just came out last June. Well, do you think they're going to do any characters in Diablo 4 that belong to the community? I really think Charcy already does him an immortal. She's super butchy. I don't know anyone that would think that she's not the butchy type that might be a little interested in the homosexuality. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, when did this game come out again? June 6th, I think. 6-6. I think they were trying to go for 6-6-6. Was it 6-6? Oh, let's take a look here. Diablo 4? Immortal. Oh, Diablo Immortal. Okay. So, which game is this? Diablo Immortal. Like, what line? Is it the fifth game? It's after game? three. Fourth game. It's after three. It's not number four. Number four comes out this year. Later this so year. what's the difference between just Diablo 3 or Diablo 4 and Diablo Immortal? This is just a side, a side Diablo. It's this just one, a spinoff. Well, it's not on the console, and this is their pay-to-win game. Okay. The other ones are real games, so you don't have to pay to win. It's not pay to win because pay to win ah june 2nd june 2nd of 22 yeah and i was a pre-register person and yeah i took a break from it because i got upset at the pay to win aspect of it but now i'm playing it again because i just wanted to try to get through the story oh june 6th of 23 is diablo 4 (laughs) really they have a date date june 6th diablo 4 everybody oh i can't wait (sighs) ah Wow, they announced it back in 2019. I wonder if they have uh, it pre-order available. They probably do. At like Best Buy or GameStop or Amazon or something. I could probably get a little toy or something to go with it. You have to look at that. Those games are fun. If you like ARPGs, if you like going through dungeons and getting a whole bunch of loot, that's what it is. Loot hungry. And what is the studio? Who's the one that makes it? They Blizzard.net, the same or Blizzard Entertainment. They're the same people that do WoW. Okay. Wow. Wow. Um, ARPG is action role-playing game. Um, it's kind of like D&D, but obviously not D&D, because you can do everything in D&D. Um, but yeah, that's the gay gaming aspect of it. Gay gaming. Um, Oof. The standard edition is going to be $70. Yeah, everybody's starting for AAA games trying to up the price to 70 so a lot of people will be waiting on sales, but I will probably pre-order it. Are you getting it on Xbox? Or are you gonna do on? I'm PC? probably gonna do it on PC this time because I don't want to pay for Game Pass anymore. Like, why should I? I have a PC that can play better than console, and I don't have to pay to play online. It says that uh, players who pre-order any version of the Diablo 4 digital huh? via Battle.net. Yeah. Um, and the Microsoft Store or PlayStation Store will get first access to an open beta Woo-hoo. before the game's release. In-game rewards! Ooh, you get in-game rewards for World of Warcraft, Diablo 3, and Diablo Immortal. Woo-hoo. The $90 Deluxe Edition offers up to four days of early access prior to the game's launch. Ooh, and the Seasonal ooh, Battle Pass? Ooh, yep. That, and an in-game mount? <laughs> and armor! There's a $100 Ultimate Edition that includes the same rewards as the Deluxe Edition, plus 20 free tier skips for the Battle Pass and cosmetic. Mm. An additional emote. 
I don't know if this is a girl in me, but I'm a sucker for that stuff. Not the emotes. I don't really care so much for the emotes, but the mount, that's what gets me. Or if it had a special pet. If it had a pet, I'd be all in. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder, will it have pets? I would love to have little, little tiny demon pets. Little imps following me, scurrying around. All. I want a little Sylveon just to follow me. You know what? We were walking through the mall the other oh, day. Oh, God. It was and awkward. we were walking down the <laughs> stairs, and I looked down, and there's like a girl, probably like a, a seven, eight-year-old girl. Yeah, she was a little girl. She's a little girl, and over the her shoulder, she had a little Sylveon. It was actually a bigger Sylveon. Yes. That was hanging over her shoulder. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, where did that come from? And she was like, what's that? And I was like, look, she's got Sylveon. And she was like, I'd ask her, but I don't want, like, <laughs> her parents to be like, what the hell is this, like, adult Because she wasn't with her parents for some reason. She was with a little boy. Yeah. And I was like, if her parents were right there, I'd be like, hey, where'd you get that? But going up to her being like, hey, little kid, where'd you get this? And she's like, wait a second. She was like, I saw at um, Build-A-Bear that they had the Sylveons, but she's like, it was supposed to only be online. <laughs> and so we're like... Let's go to Build-A-Bear. I'm like ran, power walking. I know, like we ran over there and then like we walked in and she saw the bin. And had some she was like left. trying to slow me down. And I was I'm like, like, no. Slow and down. It. And she ran in there. She like grabs it and yanks it and pushes a kid on the ground. They start crying. <laughs> no, she didn't really do that. I did grab it and yank it. She did. And then she walks over. She's like, we're going to buy this. <laughs> and the lady's like, okay. <laughs> I was too excited. <laughs> she, they eventually said that there is an online exclusive, but some places will sometimes get handed random Build-A-Bears. And so we just got super lucky that we saw that little girl with it. And yes, that I was yes. able to put one and one together. I Ugh. know. I'm so, God, And we wanted, I wanted that so bad. I'd been. Because online, you have to get the whole bundle pack. It's not a $50 bear online. Online, it's $85. I had it in my cart to get it for her for her birthday. But you have to get the bundle with a little five things saying, the sayings suck, by the way. They do not sound like Sylveon. They sound like a Minecraft mod that's saying Sylveon. Ugh, so disappointing. There, none of the sounds are Sylveon's little Pokedex noise from the game. Well, it's more fun to build it, too, because you get to actually, like, pick out the heart that goes in there. And you get to kind of watch it, like, grow, and you get to choose how squishy you want it, and... Yeah, it's if really you fun. want it to stand or not, or be extra squishy and snuggly and not able to stand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we saved a whole bunch of money getting it there, and she got to make it be how she wanted it to be. So if one of you are lucky enough to get the Sylveon, congratulations. Yeah, Sylveon has Take become... a picture with your Sylveon and put and it on Facebook, and we can uh, tag us in it. Sylveon is a Pokemon, by the way, and her favorite Pokemon used to be Skizor. It's still one of my favorites. But not her favorite, because I was like, Brooklyn, I'm surprised you don't like Sylveon, because she's pink and blue. And she looks like, like the trans flag. I was like, what? And I then, was like, I did not know about this Pokemon. And then she fell in love. I was new to Pokemon at the time, though. I think I'd gotten into it probably six months before we met, so it was kind of new for me. Oh, yeah, she still says Pokemon. 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 That's like two times she's ever said it correctly. Gotta catch him up. I heard so the tree. I carriage my pen and You teach me and I teach you. Pokemon. Pokemon. Gotta catch him up. 
Oh, well, thank you guys. Thank you all for joining us today. Please don't sue us, Pokemon. We love you. We will support you. No, they're like hungry about going after people. I know, right? Mostly Nintendo, but yeah. Pokemon's super stingy. They need to make an MMORPG. I mean, I know they have the ripoff ones out there, but they need to make an official one. They'd make so much money. Mounts you could buy. Can you imagine? Buy a black... Sorry. Carrying on. We need to end this, though. We're getting well past time. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, unless you wanted to carry on, it's up to you. You carry on if you want to carry on. She has a lot to say. Alright, everybody. We're gonna sign off now. Goodbye. Okay, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Same place. Same time. Not the same time. Same pokey time. Same pokey place. You know, it's like the 60s Batman. It was like the same bat time, same bat place. You ever heard of that? No. Yeah, it's because you're too. I too never young. watched that. I didn't either. Maybe reruns, but it was just, it's something you know, because if you're a fan of Batman, you know that's what they did. I'm not a fan of Batman. I used to be when I was little, but I'm not anymore. You're a Superman fan? No, Captain America. Captain America. Golly. She wishes she had Captain America gear. Yes. If I could throw a shield like that, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm sure. He's so, like, pure. I love him. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week. We'll have a great topic for you next week. And um, maybe I'll get her a uniform to sit in while we do it next week as well. Goodbye. Love you guys. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on our show. Don't forget to check out our other shows wherever podcasts are available. And if you're in the position to help our podcast grow, please join us at patreon.com forward slash girl. And check out our Facebook and Instagram page for more updates and messages at gaygirl forward slash transgirl. And please hit that like button and subscribe. Thank you.